Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. People that are ranked to one often make the most money out of any of these attorneys, if that's your objective. And they often do work that serves an incredible public interest. A law firm is going to believe you can do the work based on the rank of where you're at. And because there's so many of them, a lot of these three firms don't need to hire laterally from other, from attorneys that are from smaller to mid-sized markets because there's often a lot of those three attorneys in their market already. You may be a three attorney and you should understand your position in terms of your ability to move markets. And because there's going to be a lot of three attorneys in your market, and especially if you don't have any connection to the market you're trying to relocate to, the law firm, other three firm is going to be a little difficult. But the exception, of course, is in hard to find practice areas in other markets. And practice areas and their marketability is going to depend, will always depend on market conditions. Some of the most in-demand practice areas, as I've said several times in this call, but are going to be your transactional ones, which are going to be like patent prosecution, corporate, land use, real estate, and things like that. And everything's about the law of supply and demand. There's far fewer attorneys in many transactional practice areas than a litigation. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but the majority of attorneys are litigation and insurance defense and then criminal, family law, and things like that. And is that companies are represented by three attorneys, which is very important to understand. So it is company facing. People do have money to pay bills the firms are likely to be good sized decent sized firms and but the clients of the three firms are less likely to care about the credentials of the three attorneys in the four or five firms one reason for that is your four and five firms are likely to have general counsels and assistant general counsels and other people that are very carefully reviewing the types of attorneys that are there and making sure that they're getting the best for their money Whereas your three firms may have in-house counsel, but they're less likely to be more concerned under kind of more of a mandate to save money. And, and all these kind of very strict rules about people getting aggressive performance reviews and leaving and summer associate programs and all that sort of thing are less likely to happen with your three firms. And because they're less demanding, they're often much easier to get positions with because they also pay lower salaries, they're easier. And then your two ranked firms are most likely to represent individuals. And some of them will represent smaller companies. Practice areas that tend to be two will be things like high-end divorce, meaning divorce clients with a lot of money, insurance defense, typically not always insurance coverage, which would be like a three and sometimes even a four, but insurance defense where you're representing individuals and then defending them on their behalf, but you're also working for a company. And this type of work, sometimes it would be employment defense. But the idea is that there's a lot of downward pressure on bills many times. And the two rank firms will be more likely to represent individuals and companies, whereas the three firms are more likely to represent companies and individuals. And they're likely not even to be able to pay as much money as your three rank firms. So when you start getting into the two rank firms, your five rank firms are top of market, your four rank firms are top of market, and your two rank firms starting to get into if the starting salary of a top rank firm is $2, your, your salary of a two rank firm, your three rank firm 
might be $80 or $75. I'm sorry, $125 or $150, 1.5 or 1.25. And then your salaries of your two rank might be a dollar, meaning 200,000 versus 150 to 175 versus you get the idea about how the numbers go down. These two firms could be in all practice areas, but they're most likely to be in practice areas where the billing rates and the amount of billing money that can be billed the clients is less. Insurance defense is a commodity because insurance companies get all sued all the time. Other clients do, so they want to keep bills low. You talk about auto accidents and things like that, and billing rates where the, the amount billed to clients is less. So most three, four, and five firms, again, are likely to have in-house counsel. In insurance defense, there's also in-house counsel but a lot of the two clients are unlikely to have in-house counsel. So it's probably equal. Your three rank firms are likely to have in-house counsel, but your two rank firms may have them half the time or less. And the two rank firms, attorneys are often going to have the most luck moving within their own market. So if you're a five attorney, you typically will try to get a job with your five, with a five firm in your market. If you're a four firm, you typically will try, but you have the option of moving to four firms in smaller markets or always three firms in your market and then three firms in other markets or four firms in other markets. When you get down to a three, it becomes more difficult to move to other markets, but you can if there is a the economy in your practice areas in demand. So very common for a three, three attorney to move from Miami to New York or things like that if they're in the right practice area, but less common and that would be a transactional practice areas in most cases, but not as common as moving locally. And then the two firms, typically people will move in their own markets because these attorneys are very plentiful representing individuals. This is where most of the legal jobs in the country are that are representing a mix of companies. And there's a lot, most of the attorneys, by the way, are ones, but there's a lot of two firms and a lot of people doing two work. And because there's so many in a local market, Law firms often do not see the need to take a chance on someone from a another market when they're hiring two attorneys. They pay much lower salaries than three, four, and five firms. They have a more difficult time attracting attorneys to work there. They will often be very desperate for local people, and but they won't pay enough. And those attorneys that are going to work there will often do sheepishly, meaning they won't be they won't take the jobs with a lot of enthusiasm, but not always, but quite often. And if a two-ranked attorney is trying to move to a three-firm, three, three firm, they're not going to receive as good of a reception many times as they would like. It can be much more difficult, and three-attorney or five-attorney may receive a better reception. And this just because there's so many attorneys that are ranked to two in many markets. Not always, but quite often. One thing that's interesting about my practice as a recruiter is when I started, almost all the placements were at four and five firms because that was where every recruiter was typically trained to place people. And that's just how recruiting worked. But in reality, in my opinion, there's an awful lot of demand at two firms and also three firms. So these are very good markets, especially in certain practice areas. So if you're a divorce attorney, um, their trust in the states and insurance defense. There's a lot of people that could be interested in you. And uh, there can be pockets of massive activities for some two attorneys when they're seeking to relocate. Trust in the states and family law are both 
huge practice areas for relocating. I've seen family law attorneys that are in, I don't know, San Antonio move to Wisconsin or, I don't know, Tennessee and get tons of interest. I saw one, I think I talked about this maybe last week, that was in somewhere in Colorado and moved to Wisconsin and got an incredible reception in one county that wasn't even Madison or one of the larger cities. So they can often be very marketable in different practice areas. And I've seen trust in the state's attorneys get 15, 20 interviews moving from small firms to other small firms and moving markets. You can do very well as a two attorney, but in most cases, much easier to move locally. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. And then one-ranked attorneys are typically, this is what most of the market does. Now, being a one is not a bad thing. All that means is you're representing individuals. And let me be very clear. People that are ranked a one often make the most money out of any of these attorneys, if that's your objective. And they often do work that serves an incredible public interest. So your typical one-ranked attorney will do personal injury, which is representing individuals. They'll do, they may do your smaller family law firms. They may do criminal law. They may do, have a small trust in the state's practice. There's all sorts of practice areas that a one-ranked attorney can be in. Typically, though, these positions pay the less, so pay the least. What do they pay? In a major market, a personal injury attorney may start at or lateral at $50,000, $60,000 a year when the market may be paid, say, one eighty. So they're not, it's the often not the most, but clients are consumers or personal injury, which is different, but they're consumers without large budgets. And a four-rank firm can send their client a bill of a couple hundred thousand dollars a month, and the client is just going to take it, whereas a bill of $5,000 for a one-ranked firm is going to be way too much. And one-ranked firms are unwilling to spend a lot of money on legal service. Clients are unwilling to spend a lot of money on legal service. So what happens at your one-ranked firms and and also at your two-ranked firms is the emphasis comes on getting stuff done as quickly as possible instead of necessarily being very thorough and going into a lot of detail. And this is what happens as you move up the line in terms of the prestige of the firm and the pay of the firm is that there's not a lot of time to work on things because there's just not a lot of money being spent on the matters. And therefore, your one-ranked attorney isn't necessarily going to have the same way of doing their practice area and as a one-ranked attorney, as a two and three and four attorney, meaning as more money is spent by the client on matters, the attorney has to have more analytical ability and an ability to look at things and a lot, spending a lot of time. And that's why 
in a four or five rank firm before a partner signs a pleading, you may have three or four levels of junior associate, maybe a paralegal, a junior associate, a mid-level associate, another mid-level associate, a senior associate, all these people looking at things before a partner even sees it because things are done in a lot level, a real level of detail. And of course, your one-ranked attorney isn't likely to have the qualification as your three to five-ranked attorney. And all that means is at least a couple hundred law schools in the country. So there's nothing wrong with going to a law school ranked 150 or 175 or whatever the ranking is, because this is where most of the attorneys are. Everyone is always looking up and saying, oh, attorneys, you need to go to a great law school and all that stuff. And you really don't. Most people don't. So you shouldn't feel bad if you're at a one-ranked firm. All it means is you're working for individuals and not companies. And frankly, one-ranked attorneys go to trial and court more often, or they they have more contact with clients, They and there's a lot of advantages. But there's a lot more one and rank two attorneys than there are three attorneys, and a lot more, fewer four attorneys, and even fewer five attorneys. So scarcity, of course, is something that the market rewards. But being able to do the job, the reason we bring up this question, or I bring up this question, and I say this is important, is because when you're applying to firms, they're asking themselves, does this person have the training to do this kind of work? And will they, do they want to do this type of work? I'm sorry, but if you're a two-ranked firm, your odds of getting hired by a four-ranked firm are very slim because they're going to say, I don't think this person can do the job. They're not going to, they don't have the training. They don't know how to do it. Whereas if you're a three-ranked firm working primarily from businesses and they apply to a four-ranked firm, when you're firm, applying to firm, they're, believe you can do they're the asking themselves, firm, does this person firm have the training think this to do this do kind job? of work? But this isn't how we do business. We tend to hire from our summer associate program and so forth. I don't think I've ever heard of Pravath or Wachtell hiring laterally. Most of these firms don't. It's very rare. So that's what you need to understand when a law firm's asking when you can do the job. When you're moving laterally, the lesson is that five attorneys and four attorneys will have more luck moving to other markets or smaller markets than they may have in their existing market. And if you're trying to apply to four firms and you're at a five firms, you're at a four firm, it's going to be very difficult. If you're at a three firm and trying to apply to two firms, you may have some luck. If you're doing business-facing things, it's un- you're unlikely to be in a practice area that a two-firm would do. Two-firms do represent businesses, but not as much. And then moving from, and then moving to other markets and so forth, it's going to be much more difficult at a one or two-firm because uh, there tends to be a overabundance of one or two firms. And the reason is, so I just want everyone to understand, most attorneys out there go to one and two firms. It's just how it works. You have 200 plus law schools, and then you only have a limited number of top 15 law schools. And that's not even 10% of all the law people graduating from law school each year. So come on, it's, you have to just understand kind of the laws and supply and demand. So when you're moving markets, you have to understand the prestige level of the firms and where you're most likely to get a job. That's one of the things. And so this kind of dynamic that runs in the background, I apologize because I think that this is maybe a little bit, not difficult, but it's very in-depth what I'm giving. And, and I'd like to be just very direct. And but I know everyone that's watching this understands, but you have to apply 
you, a law firm is going to believe you can do the work based on the rank of where you're at. So it's not just, I have this great resume, it's where were you trained? So you need, that's what they're asking. They care about the firm you're at. That's, they care about the training you have. So if you are at a big firm, what would a big firm be? Aiken Gump. You're at, I don't even, a big firm like Aiken Gump, that would be a four. And you apply to Morgan Lewis. Morgan Lewis isn't going to care so much about where you went to law school and how you did. If you have three or four years or two years of experience at Aiken Gump, that's really all they care about in your practice area. That's what they're most interested in. So everyone thinks their grades matter. No, it matters the level of firm that you're trained at because you will be trained to look at matters in more or less depth depending on the rank of your firm. So that means can you do the job? And I hope I explained that well, but the way to explain it is just to understand that at your five firms, you're going to go into incredible depth on matters. And that's how you're going to be trained. You're going to look at things in a lot of depth. At a four firm, you're going to also look at things in a lot of depth, but maybe not as much. And a three firm, less. Two firm, less. One firm, even less. So that's just, and that's how they understand if you can do the job. All the law firm is thinking, and I don't know that anybody's ever talked about this, but that's what I'm talking about. All a law firm's thinking when they view your resume is, does this person have the training to do the job? That's what they're asking. So peer firm or close to peer firm is what they're asking. The next question that's extremely important when you're moving markets is the law firm's asking, will you do the job long term? And what that means is the law firm's looking at your background when you're moving and they're asking whether or not you look like you'll stick around. This is especially for an attorney that's moving lateral. It's not your first job. They want to make sure that if they hire you, the second you show up there, you're not going to be trying to move out of their market. But it's well known, and this is one of the most common placements that I make, is if an attorney is relocating to a market where they grew up or where their spouse is from, it doesn't matter where it is. It could be, I don't know, anywhere, Reno, Nevada. If you're working in, and I'm just making up markets, Atlanta, and you want to move to Reno, and you're from Reno, those firms are going to be interested in you. And you're far more likely to get a job in any market if you have family and other related people that are working there. The reason is because they think you're going to go there, buy a house, settle down, work, and try to keep your job. And that means you'll work harder. It means you're not going to be looking to work at other markets. It means that they're going to introduce you to your clients and you're going to be someone there working for their clients and law firms believe you're going to move there and stay. They're also going to have fewer concerns about why you relocate to that market. They're going to think this person's moving here because they want to stay here and they're believing you're going to set up roots. You're unlikely to move. Now, if you want to move your existing market from your existing market, meaning you want to relocate to a market where you don't have any connections, but the law firm is going to be a little concerned. Now, if they have an opening that matches what you do, they're going to be interested in you, but they're going to also wonder, why would this person decide to move markets, even if you're a four or five or three or whatever, because are they going to wonder, is this person not doing a good job? Are they not liked? They're starting to ask all those questions, where they don't necessarily ask them if you're from that market and you start looking like you're disloyal. 
Also, sometimes when you're removing your existing market, they're wondering this. It's much easier for an attorney to get a job in the market where they're from than it necessarily is to get a job in a new market. So if you're leaving your current firm to join a similar firm in the same market, law firms typically know you're likely to move again. So it's much difficult, a little bit more difficult. There are attorneys, lots of them, that move markets from their existing markets every year or two, and they do it like clockwork. And law firms know if they hire these attorneys, they're unlikely to stay. And again, I talked about this earlier, but law firms do not like hiring people that are likely to leave. It creates issues for the law firm's clients. The clients don't like it when the people working on the matters are constantly rotated in and out. It's expensive for the clients because someone else needs to get up to speed. And then when the attorney leaves to go somewhere else, it can often lower the morale of the attorneys because they think, well, what's wrong with where we're working? Why are people leaving? And the attorneys wonder, is it better to be somewhere else? You know, what's wrong? And again, it costs a lot of money and time. So when that attorney that leaves isn't doing the work, that means the work's not getting done and they're losing money. It means they need to spend time and resources hiring someone new to replace you. It hurts the firm. But if you're relocating in another area or another market, the firm is just going to wonder, are you going to stay there if you're hired? Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. And the, uh, there's lots of markets in the U.S. where a law firm knows that the odds of you staying if you're hired are better than others. A law firm, if you're relocating from Miami to Bakersfield, California, where there's lots of firms, you know, I don't believe it, but there are, is unlikely to stay there, absent some connection to the area. And it's just not an area that people are really trying hard to go to. An attorney from Los Angeles, if they don't have any connections, is likely unlikely to stay in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, they're going to get there and think, why aren't there more good restaurants? Why is it's just how it is? Why is it so hot and humid? And so law firms are off the beaten path, are smart enough to know that unless you have some connection there, they're, they, and unless they're, and you have some practice area that really matches what they do, they, they know you're unlikely to stay. Just think about what you would think if you were a firm in a small market and someone was applying from a huge market. You would think they would probably not stay. And so a law firm is, if you're a lateral attorney trying to get into a different market, your case is going to be strongest if the law firm believes you'll stay if they get hired. Now, I'll tell you something that I see a lot. I see it every single day. Attorneys from Canada trying to relocate or Australia or China or people from other countries trying to get jobs in the U.S. And often they'll have an LLM and stuff. But law firms are often reluctant to hire them and don't because they feel, what happens to those attorneys is invariably they get homesick and leave. And not always, but a lot. Law firms believe that you're more likely to stay if you have an exact match for an opening that they have. So law firm has an opening, you're an exact match. There's not a lot of openings for that type of person in the market for whatever reason. And they know you're likely to stay because it would be very difficult for you to find another position. An example would be Washington, D.C. 
there's a lot of demand for FDA attorneys. But when you start getting out of DC and you go to markets like San Diego, where there are a few FDA openings from time to time that I've placed people into, the firm in San Diego is their ears are going to perk up, especially if they're like a four firm, because they're just, they're never going to get a lot of applications. So they like that. If you're attempting to relocate markets, law firms also believe if you're bringing your children with you and you may have contacts in the market, meaning maybe you went to school there or you have a lot of family there, or maybe what's, I don't know, who knows. But if you've taken the bar there or if you bought a house there or something, they know you're likely to stay. And, and so they will hire you. But again, you can't just, unless there's an opening in a, in a dearth of people, like you in that market. You can't just expect to move markets. You have to take all this into account because law firms are asking what you do the job long term. So far, I've talked about can you do the job? So you need to understand the prestige level. But being able to do the job long term is also a question they're asking. So they're looking for things in your background that suggest you can't. If you are from China and applying for a job in the US because you have an LLM, Absent some extraordinary reason that makes it look like you're going to stay, no law firm's going to hire you. Or if, unless you're in some practice area and have some sort of training that they absolutely need, it's going to be very difficult for them to hire you. Children are good. If you bring a ch- children with you, if you purchase a house, they know it, it would cost you a lot of money to sell the house. But law firms need to feel like they have a lot of control over you and that there's something that keeps you in the area. It's very difficult for people to commit to a law firm if it looks like you're going to leave. And it's very difficult for a law firm to commit to you. And if you're a four or five candidate, even when there are doubts, your relative scarcity in the market is may make them interested in you if it doesn't look if it if it does not look like you're gonna stay. So I have discussions all the time with firms in smaller markets. And what they say is if a firm is looking for someone that's a securities attorney. They'll say, if you have an attorney that is from Cincinnati and working in a big market like New York or Palo Alto and wants to come home, then please keep us in mind because we need someone like that. That's just how they think. They don't say, if you have a securities attorney, send them to us and we'll see how they like Cincinnati. So the scarcity of attorneys in your practice area is always going to factor into that. But the, and then another point is that four candidates often going to experience a lot of very good results when they try to relocate markets. And the rarity of a four attorney in smaller markets often can help, especially if they need someone in your practice area. The attorney from San Francisco or you're moving to Bismarck or New York to Savannah, people do get positions like that all the time and they often get them in the door. But in most cases, when these moves happen, there has to be some sort of connection to the market. And so that's something that you need to understand. If you are moving markets, you either are an expert in your practice area, or you're moving to your home market, or where you grew up and you have contacts or your spouse or significant others from, or you've taken extraordinary actions to be in that market, meaning you've taken the bar there, you looked at houses, you have some reason for being there. I've seen people before move to markets and they might have been like a professional skier and they want to be in Colorado and they're currently working in Los Angeles or someplace where they can't do that. And law firms like that. But you have to have some sort of reason 
most cases, being in the market, or you need to be in a very well-defined practice area where there's a dearth of people like you when you're moving markets. This is very important that you have some sort of connection and the law firm believes that you're likely to stay long-term. So just moving to a market and having no connection there, law firms, especially if you're taking a lower salary and law firms are, know you're unlikely to stay and they immediately become suspicious of you and it's harder to be hired. So that's why in many cases, if you're looking at other markets, it may be more difficult for you to find a job. Another thing that law firms are asking is if you can be managed. The law firms are always going to be very interested in whether or not they believe you can be managed. And management of anybody that's working in any business is important. And there's lots of attorneys that I'm sure that you have seen in your career that have been difficult to manage, meaning that the attorney is going to do what's asked of them. They're not going to make trouble. They're not going to constantly be talked behind the back of their supervisors. They're not going to they're going to have not respect for management. They're going to be going from office to office, spreading rumors and talking negatively about the firm. They're difficult to get along with. They're the most one analogy of, that I give a lot is the difference between soldiers and generals. And so a soldier is expected to do what's asked of them, follow instructions, and not really give it a lot of thought. Meaning, this, you want me to go do this? I'll do it. No problem. Whereas they're also expected to respect authority. They're expected to believe in, the, believe in what their superiors want them to do and defend their country. They're expected to put the needs of the group, meaning their superiors, but also the people they work with above their own. Now, this is a, I would almost as far as to say that these sorts of thought patterns are almost many times genetic. Maybe you're raised to think a certain way, but most people like this do not question why they're given orders. And they expect the people that are giving them the orders to know best. And they know that their success and the success of the group is based on following orders and respecting authority. And you can imagine what it would be like. And if you were running military and everybody was doing what they want and questioning orders and talking negatively about the firm and other, about the country and about their superiors and the generals, it just wouldn't work. Generals are the ones that give orders, strategize, and lead soldiers. They're in charge. They're responsible for the outcomes and expected to use people to follow orders. And so in the most efficient and strategic means possible, if people working for them do not follow orders and don't fall in the line, they either shape them up or ship them out. And this is what law firms are looking for. Law firms, when they're hiring laterally, are always looking for soldiers. When they're hiring new attorneys, they're all people right out of law school or in law school, they're looking for soldiers. They are most law firm associates, and frankly, most partners are soldiers, meaning the partners respect authority, they do what they're told to do, and law firms also have committees and other governing bodies. But regardless of the attorney's title, most attorneys out there are soldiers, and you have to be, because this is just how businesses and law firms work. They wanna hire people that wanna be part of the group, and follow instructions and not question the leadership. And certain people are very good at working for others and others aren't. So it's just how it works. Some people are able to do it. Some people are natural entrepreneurs or natural people that want to have ideas and start things. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 